Hey, 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 it's Fat Albert up in there. I'm just saying. <laughs> What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Once again, Maggie is hiding right about now because I ain't quite together. I got to get ready to go to work, but I just wanted to get on in here because I promised y'all a show today. It might be a short and sweet one today. Look at it. Y'all already in the chat. What's going on? Y'all better put some red and blacks in the chat. Say what's up. You are there. We want to see who's all tuned in today right before we get into all this news and updates. We're going to try to do this more often, definitely on weekends and weekdays. I appreciate y'all tuning in to that Thursday night show. We'll bring it right on back maybe next Thursday because I'm actually officially off that day. So that shall work out. But... Let's go ahead and get into the regulator show. Even though we're missing Mr. Magnus, he is under the weather right about now. He, had, you know, Daddy, dude, it's Father's Day. She don't end up giving him a Father's Day fever, <laughs> unfortunately. So yeah. <laughs> now he got to be laid up on Father's Day. I hope she give him all kinds of kisses and love for getting her, getting her in, in check and health. Yeah. And now he's sick. So we're gonna send prayers out to Mr. Magnus. But who do we have right next to me up top right there over there enjoying himself? Man, it's your boy. Night ride on the track. We checking in. We live on location from Fort Walton Beach, Florida, man. I'm on my vacation. I'm enjoying my damn self. And I'm ready to talk about mm-hmm. football, man, before I get ready to hit back out these, hit these streets again before I get ready to go. You know? <laughs> I am. Oh, yeah. Bring us some souvenirs, too. You know, you probably be blacker than black coming back because it's hot there. And it's hot there. Man, the crab looked at me yesterday and was like, nigga, do you know how hot it is? <laughs> uh, what's up, Boomer, Bubba, Motown, Mike, Isaac, Crimes? I see y'all. I see y'all. Well, Motown, and Motown, underneath Mike, me, who do we have? Also, y'all don't seen his face a couple of times. Y'all shouldn't know who it is, but go ahead and introduce yourself just in case they don't know. Hey, hey, what's going on? It's Juan, the Atlanta Falcons therapist. Y'all know what it is. What's <laughs> up? What's, what's up? So we got the therapist in here, so y'all need some healing. You know, these Falcons going to put you through the clinic. Y'all make sure y'all let him, and then y'all check him out. He also actually does massages and everything, so he'll get y'all how to um, check him out sooner or later. But for real, for real, we got a therapist now. We got the comedian up top, uh, producer, all of that. He is an entertainment artist. <laughs> and uh, speaking of entertainment, right next to him, same thing, another producer up in here. Who we got? Who we got? Yes. <laughs> um, you got I am the lock this lock in sports. Um, pretty much happy Father's Day to all the fathers, of course. Um, Absolutely. So I'm a producer as well. I'm an artist as well. I don't know if you can see the Matt Ryan. Let me see. see, see Matt hey, Ryan. Like, uh, yeah. So, um, pretty much just in here, ready to talk to these sports, ready to talk about our teams and show love and hey, let's so everybody, let's, let's get it. Let's do it. So we got some topics. Um, we could put it out there, but of course, y'all can just go for what you know. I guess we could get right into the beginning. Um, of course, minicamp is over, mm-hmm. and the players are kind of on a little summer break. But let's talk about it. You know, after y'all kind of rewatched everything and seeing what's going on, y'all got any other thoughts on mini? You know, what's what's going to happen leading up to training camp? What are y'all expectations are going for? If y'all want to hit on that, my only thing, I only take away from minicamp was with Arthur Smith coming, but I know y'all gonna get, you gonna get to that later. Mm-hmm. Just to hear him say that Desmond really is light years ahead of the game, it just, it just make me feel good about it. 
Let's get Anybody? into it. That was really the next topic right there. Thoughts on Office yeah. comments on Desmond Ritter. You already brought it in. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Everybody said Desmond Ritter light years ahead of him. And like I said, I got cousins in Cincinnati. They they literally watched him play his whole career in college. So they know what they're talking about. I'm taking their word for it. And I like what I've seen out of him so far. So hopefully he'll be able to, you know, come in. And, 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 and take the league by storm, like Matt did when he first came in. Because, like I said, I'm not really too high on brother Mario. So, <laughs> hopefully he come in, get the job done, make it do what it do, man. I'll, I'll let y'all take it from him. Yeah, you're right. The piggyback off of that, you know, OTA, you've seen, you know, you've seen him. He throws, he's calm, <clears throat> he's poised, and he's focused. You know what I'm saying? He, he's real locked in. He's He's not taking that hunger just saying what he's saying over the camera and then doing something different on the field dude is actually like look let me prove to you why i say who i am you know mm-hmm. and that's going to show on the field especially in the locker room because then everybody else buys in so that means you yeah. build that trust on the field so it makes it easier for you guys to do what you got to do on offense mm-hmm. yeah i agree um that's pretty much i mean there's nothing more than saying what y'all both just said you know he's showing his his football IQ, um, as far as being a leader as well. Um, I'm really, I'm actually, like I said, I'm looking forward for both Mariota and Ritter. I just, like I said, with Mariota, I just want him because we do have a lot of people on our team on these prove it deals, and I yeah. feel like you know he has this mindset where he's he wasn't you know a slouch as a quarterback. They always talked about him getting hurt, which I feel like is part of the game. Anybody can get hurt, like. God forbid yeah. if anybody goes out there and they first play and get smacked up, but it's a contact sport. So I'm not really worrying about that um, or anybody being injury prone. I'm just more so like, you know, prove prove your salt, you know, prove your worth, prove why we brought you here. And like I said, he's already somebody that's plugged into the system anyway, as far as Mariota go. And then, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Ritter, like I said, he's already learning, learning the system and taking, um you know, um, other people up under his wings as far as London and they doing a little practice thing together. So that pretty much helps them, you know, oh, get, yeah. gain that cohesiveness. And that shows, like I say, it shows his leadership. I mean, I, I enjoy oh, yeah. that. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, it's, it's good they're working together right now because, you know, we ain't nobody expecting them to just to be make a Super Bowl run this year, man. So they exactly. already know. They already know what they're trying to build for, they're trying to build for and work for, you know. We are in a min- a win now mentality. So if the wins yeah. equate with some playoffs wins, and then it gets us to where we need to be, I don't want to hear no naysayers. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I've like I said, I'm for the team. I'm for the culture. Um, yeah. I like what we're doing. I like the draft picks. I like I like the direction that Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith are going. I like yeah. Arthur Frank is allowing them to do what they need to do to get the pieces that they need. And yeah. I'm I'm hoping that um Mariota, you know, we all kind of skeptical about it. I do really do hope that he comes in here and prove himself, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. And then we have, I, I wanted to be where we have a good quarterback situation regardless of who's on center at right. the moment. Right. You know, right. it's great to have both of them coming up and doing great things for the team. You know, that way, because you know, he, he's a veteran, so it'll be ideal you know, for it to be okay, he kind of come in and begin and get everything set up, and then of course just kind of sit him on down, like we kind of switch, like Georgia do. You know, we we switch between quarterbacks here and there. Um, 
we haven't had that situation. It was like basically if Matt was down, it it was a done deal because we didn't really have nobody right. backed up yeah. that really, you know, you know, they like what last season it was both of them. Both mm-hmm. of them. It was Franks and forgot the other guy, but um, they uh, both, Matt Shaw. Uh, threw an interception right as soon Damn. as they got the chance. Damn, Matt Shaw, wasn't it? Is it uh who the heck was it? Nah, I can't think of it right I... now. Who was it? Who was the other quarterback? Yeah, I'm yeah, no. Like, remember because you know <laughs> it was tra- look, it, it was traumatic watching it. So I mean, you know, yeah. that, yeah. it was like it was like one came in did the same exact thing right after that. I was like, yeah. come <laughs> on, I forgot what game that was. But y'all, a rose. Okay, 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 okay. That's who it was. Oh, so Josh Rosen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So to have two good quarterbacks. You know, kind of right. You know, in the locker, you know, in the room together, film and preparing like they're gonna start, so it can just be where both of them ready to go mm-hmm. when we need it. That that'd mm-hmm. be a great combination to have, definitely. Mm-hmm. However, Ritter was. Um, let's see. And Happy Father's Day, Eric Mack. Um, said Happy Father's Day, everybody. Um, um, however, Ritter has been looking. Mariota looks to be at least one percent better than this entire time, and like. Um, yeah. You know, Knight Rider does say, honestly, it's all speculation. It's all talks. We don't know what's going to happen, especially with training camp. Lord forbid, you know, let, let's hope that everybody comes out of there healthy. Mm-hmm. But we really can't say much until, you know, it's more of those wait and see situations. Until week one. Till week yeah. one. Yeah. Well, like I, like I said before, the first three preseason games is the time for the team to get all the, they, they jitters out time for them to really see, okay, this is what's going on. This is real time. Kind of give them guys an opportunity to get acclimated to the speed of the game. Even though starting off, is going to be slow. That's why I said the first three preseason games are going to be key because that's going to tell you, one, how what's which way the team is leaning on offense, especially. Are they yeah. going to start with the run game? Is, is, is the run game solidified enough where they can go lead with that, or is it a passing game on defense? Yeah. Are we getting to the quarterback? Are we doing an effective pass rush? You know what I'm saying? Are we wrapping up on our tackles? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see which way each side of the ball is leaning and even to include, you know, special teams. You know, yeah. definitely going to be, you know, taking a look at that, seeing how our, our punters do. So it's going to be a whole organizational mm-hmm. situation. But as far as Ritter and Mariota, Mariota is going to be put out there first so that everybody, so the team can say, okay, is this guy – back can he do what he you know claiming he can do and while he's doing that while he's doing that Ritter is going to be on the sideline watching and like I said Mm -hmm. be very mindful of when he comes to sit down and Mm -hmm. the defense goes on the field Mariota's gonna be like bro look at this look at this watch how I did this watch how I do that and now he's gonna be schooling him so when it's his time to shine it's an easier transition than just throwing him out there into the fight yeah and another thing too you, you said something about preseason. That also goes for Arthur Smith. He got mm-hmm. to prepare better than what he did last year. Uh, you know, yeah. that, you know, he he made a real rickety mistake not getting his team together in preseason. And they and they yeah. showed that first game and they came out flat against Philly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm pretty sure even this year they're gonna go back and he's gonna go over that very first game. Because oh, yeah. gotcha. that was a tell, that was a telltale sign, and that's to let everybody know, okay, this is what happens when we are not prepared. So this is what we need to do to be prepared. Mm-hmm. You got to understand too, <laughs> that our team was 
our team was blown up by that time, you know. Yeah, yeah. We got people who wasn't there. We got people who didn't show up. We got people who was gambling. We got people who quit on the team. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, like when he came in, when Arthur Smith came through the door, he was just like, you know, I didn't want to. I can't be mad about playing with people I've never played with, like players I've never worked with. I can't be mad about them. So if they don't want to be here. Right. Bye. You know what I'm saying? So. He didn't really like the first game. I was expecting, I'll be honest with you, I was expecting an L anyway, because just based off of what he was walking into, he was walking into a messed up situation that was left for him. Like, his what's left on your plate, deal with it. So he dealt with it. We right. got spanked by, by the, ooh, we got spanked real good. Shadows comment real quick, and I got a I good feeling about Desmond Ritter. The plan is for Mariota to be the starter this season and let Ritter develop. I think he'll be the long term guy at quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Right. He's going to be that long term guy. That's mm-hmm. what I was telling people like, y'all, like, people think we just going to skip over this season and go wait for CJ Stride. We're not waiting on them. They got now, the quarterback they want. If, no, if no, they, they do be bad, if anything, if they gonna have that number one pick, they gonna have, they gonna probably want to get Will Anderson. You need but, that. that will be a good, a good rush, the, uh, the extra weapon on on like on the defensive side of the ball. But you know what? The thing that people got to realize: Atlanta was never known for developing players, and this is no. what we have to get them time to no. do. Because if you're gonna change the culture, you can't have a turnstile mentality. You got mm-hmm. to develop players, and my opinion is. Ritter is going to be a great quarterback simply because they're going to take time to develop him. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because you want to have that secondhand nature type play when it comes to your quarterback, your receivers, your running backs, and that's in that aspect. Because if you don't, that's when you start trying to look for another quarterback. But we we don't need one. You got them, you got an archetype and a prototype. So they gonna right. they're gonna bounce off each other. Yeah. All right. So look at it like this also. If if you want to look at the salary, um, we have rookie, the rookie deal for Ritter. You know, he can go five year option. You know, anybody that's a rookie, they we can have them for four to five years before we mm-hmm. have to really pay them their money. You know what I'm saying? Then we can franchise tag them if that's the case. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, those are the things that I don't feel like you said, like we're not looking for a turnstile, you know, we're looking um turnstiling players. We're really looking at developing players and winning now. And then you think about the salary cap that we're going to have next year and all these other people that are on these little smaller deals, how many people we can bring in that can complement what we already have. Cause we're going to, it's going to be a testament mm-hmm. to their second year tenure to see what we have and what we develop. So once we figure out what we do got, what's not working and what's working, and then we got other options, we move those players out and then bring in veteran players for this young team that we're developing. And then, too, you got to think. You got to build up that that offense, the offensive line. You, oh, you got to know who on the offensive line is going to be effective enough that's going to mm-hmm. help them out. So with the kind of money that we do have, yes, we're going to have to play. We'll have to pay our players, the ones that have actually, you know, taken out like A.J. Terrell and all of them, because I'm pretty sure he's going to show out this year. But oh, yeah. that gives you an opportunity to finish building a great team around a newer quarterback. Right. Number one, prolonging his career and then two, allowing him to be the best he can be before you try mm-hmm. to ship him out. You know what I'm saying? So we, we are work in progress, but we're further along than what most people think we are. All right. Yeah. Look at, um, you see Eric Max coming. I think yeah. Arthur Smith is a great developing coach. I and, and I'm glad that you brought that in also, Marin. And yes, yes, I think he is a great coach. But this kind of goes yeah. into what um, 
a madness kind of wanted to talk about, well, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it because the thoughts and level on the disrespect, because, you know, how we're we're critiquing our team as to how we want it to be. We also got the media. We also got folks not that already gave up on us from day one. Mm -hmm. Thoughts on the level of disrespect the Falcons have um, coming into this year. Let's kind of get right into that as well. Man, let me let me get let me start that out right there. (laughs) I don't know who Brian McFadden is. But he gonna be one surprised ass when that season starts. I don't think we're gonna be as bad as a lot of people think. Everybody think we just oh, we're gonna be like New York Jets or Detroit Lions bad like that. I mean, yeah, the schedule hard, but I don't think we're gonna be that bad. Arthur Smith took it to a seven and ten record with the roster that we had last year. And to be honest with you, I think the roster this year is better than the one last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. It's definitely. It's better. Brian McFadden, man. Brian McFadden, he, like, the, the way he answered that question, the guy asked, like, is there any optimism for any fans? He's the like, hey, Brian McFadden. No. No. It's going to be a long season. Hopefully you see some fight. I'm like, bro, who are you? First I mean, of all, have you seen Have you seen everything I've seen on, on the internet is they got the Panthers above us. And I'm yeah. trying to figure out how. Where. Right. All the only thing the Panthers got over us is the fact they got a running back. <laughs> That's it. Uh, uh, no, we got a running but, back. But right see, now. but see, I, what I say to that is, it it we have to wait and see how how that works out because we all know y'all gonna run uh, Christian McCaffrey into the ground. But that's another story. Right. We know yeah. they're gonna do that. The Matt one Rube trick. Gonna, I don't think Matt Rule no. gonna make. He gonna make the rest of the season. No, no. But yeah, but my, right. my thoughts on the disrespect is it's typical. It's typical because, like I said before, these fans are stuck on what we did last year. And mm-hmm. they didn't even think we were going to get to seven wins last year, much less mm-hmm. how everybody was on the edge of their seat when we were a couple games away from playoffs. From playoffs, yeah. So had we made the playoffs, then what? You know, y'all were already yeah. ragging on Matt Ryan anyway. So oh, – and when we lost Julio Jones and really decided he didn't want to show up no more, y'all like, oh, that's the season. They lost, and we pulled out some more games. Mm-hmm. So, see, I, I told so, people this: this year gonna be this year gonna be the year that the, all the people that hated Matt Ryan, they gonna realize what they had. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. big time. They gonna be don't know what you got till it's gone. And I'm gonna be sitting there looking at every last one of they dumbass like, yeah, I told. But remember what happened. What happened the game that Matt Ryan first came in? What happened? Touchdown, Michael Jenkins, boom. Nobody expected him to do that. Nobody. No. Like I said, he was hated at the I draft. I didn't expect him to do that. Right. He was hated at the draft. So what do you think this year is going to be? You got two of them. Mm-hmm. Not one, you got two. Hmm. So, oh, boy, so uh, Matt, Matt Ryan, I imagine, man, after that first season, man, I'm like, man, we got us something here. Yeah. Imagine what's going to happen. Now, what now? And see, what everybody is is looking at, okay, we're playing a division rival first game. Yeah. So the stakes are a lot higher. Every yeah. time we play the Saints, we play harder. Play them tough. Every that time. much harder. And you know, you never know who's going to come out on top. You, it don't matter how bad or how good a team is. That game right there is just like Georgia-Florida. Records go out the window. Rankings go out the window. They just go out there and they, 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 they play. And then you got to think, we weren't good at playing at home. 
So that's right. two. That's two narratives we got to overcome. Hmm. So like I keep saying, those three preseason games, that's your time to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. When we go see the Aints, that's when you need to show up. That's when you need to show up because and once I, you, you beat you beat the Saints, that's mm-hmm. gonna set a good tone for the fan base. Oh, and yeah. it, it's that's gonna bother if you, you let a you let a beat the Saints. And then you know, especially you know, they're gonna they gonna show up regardless, no matter the how first, bad we is. We're gonna show the up first for the game, we The first game is gonna be the film that everybody's going to try to dissect down to the smallest part to see how they can take us out. Watch mm-hmm. and see what and I oh, like yeah. Noah's comment. Um, he said, I saw this clip from Jordan Palmer back when we hired Arthur Smith, who's been training Ritter in London, and he called him his favorite coach in NFL because of how quickly he developed him. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What y'all think about that? The good comment, Noah. Look at you, Mr. Professor. That's it. And that's coming from Jordan Palmer. Yeah. I trust him before um I listen to anything Dan Orlowski got to say. This is the same guy that ran out the back of his own damn end zone. You think I'm going to sit there and listen to anything he say? Who does it? We're talking about this a couple weeks ago. A lot of them, a lot of the, 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 the analysts on ESPN were trash as players. You think I'm going to listen to them? And, and, and listen, look, look what Noah says. So I'll give you a better one, my one. He said, I think we got a better offense and roster than the Patriots. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. We, we, have, we have a lot of potential. We have a lot of flexibility, and we're unpredictable. That's what I love about it. We're unpredictable. Yeah. You can't go into the first game saying, oh, we, we know what the Falcons are going to do, because you don't know. You Nobody don't know. knows. Everybody thought the Falcons were gonna be bad the year after Michael Vick went to prison, and we went eleven to five, and went to the playoffs. There you go. But see, but see, they're, they're they're still they're still reeling off for the fact, like I said, until the first game when they realize that Matt Ryan ain't in the pocket and the offense doesn't move the same way. That's when Cameron Jones gonna be attention. running a little bit more. Oh yeah, because he's gonna be running a little bit more. He's gonna hate that death. He you don't have to run. He could just sit there and he could, he could drink him some sweet tea and go hit Matt Ryan. Oh, Mario, they're really finna get going on you. Now you got to do a little more what? Let's see how you do with that. Cameron well, no. Jordan. Well, what, what? No, what's going to happen is think about it. You got Mariota in the pocket. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a scenario. You got Mariota in the pocket. They're going to try to do A and B got blitzes to see how good he is, to see if they can hit him. To prove to see if he's if he's healthy, if he's still fragile. And the moment they try to do that, let's say the pocket collapse. Mm-hmm. And they 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 get into the backfield. But then he scrambles. Now you got somebody that's extending the play. Now you got to rethink your mm-hmm. whole game plan. And I'm telling you, they're gonna come at him as though he's like Matt Ryan, like he can't go anywhere. It's because right. they don't because they don't believe he 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 can move around and do what he can do. And the minute he makes a play, all of a sudden now you got to sit back and actually got to re- you got to rethink and retool what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But but best believe if we anywhere near winning their game or overrunning them, they're gonna start getting desperate and start throwing blitzes just so oh, they yeah. can take him out the game. That's gonna be their main point is to take Mariota out the game. So that's why mm-hmm. we have to establish the run no matter what we do. So oh, that yeah. open, so that it opens up the play action pass, and then we can, you know, Arthur Smith can be as creative as he needs to be. Mm-hmm. 
Right. But see, that was that was our biggest problem last year. We just had Cordero Patterson, and he was kind of hybrid everywhere. We thought that's what Mike Davis was going to be, but we know how the hell that turned out. Well, they, they're going to try the old tackles. They're going to try to bracket pits. They're going to try to they, they're going to try to shut down Patterson because they figure we're going to go back into our old way of playing. Mm-hmm. Nobody believes that we are a new culture. They say it looks good on on paper. Nobody believes that. I think oh, yeah. that's a question for everybody. I honestly think I, 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 I honestly think it's because. Oh, you got a question? What's up? What's going on? This, this is a question for everybody. Um, and I've been okay. listening. You guys, I'm gonna be in the back a little bit, uh, back and mm-hmm. forth. But I got a question for everybody. This is something that a lot of people never really even thought about. You were head coach. Mm-hmm. You were offensive play caller. You're essentially the overseer over over the defense as well, special teams, every aspect of the team. Mm-hmm. What happens if you have a limited amount of resources on the offense? What are you thinking as an offensive play caller? If you know you only mm-hmm. have Kyle Pitts, Matt Ryan, and Cordero Patterson, who's been consistent the entire year, Mm-hmm. Russell Gage been the guy who was in and out of the lineup. What happens when you have that in mind? I'll take that. You have those things. What happens? We're talking about the mentality of a head coach. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're the head coach. You're no longer a fan. Everybody getting their mindset of a head coach. What happens if you only have three guys that you can count on on the offensive side of the ball all year long? Well, at the end of the day, you you want to limit your playbook. You are gonna start with your playbook first because you're gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna try to simplify everything, and then you also look at the fact that you know you want to go in and just think, let's just get through the game, you know, with positivity. The positive aspect is always seeing the silver lining that your team is gonna put the best effort out there on the field, and you hope you guys, you know, buy into what you're saying because at the end of the day. Sometimes if people don't buy into the culture or where a coach is going or how he's bringing his um, his own mentality to the um, locker room, they're not going to agree with him. I always use the analogy of um, the Chiefs and how they drafted a quarterback and they had Andy Reid go down there. They was basically about the same team they were, but when Andy Reid got down there, he brought a different culture. He brought a different mindset, and they became they had winning seasons. So, at the mindset of a coach. You know, based off of what you have, you like I say, you limit your playbook. You you try to take the positive over the negative. You understand the negative and understand, like I said, the plate that was given to you, and you know, and you make the best decision possible to for the franchise to win. Now, if you don't have people, you start. You don't write the season off. You start taking those notes on. Okay, we need this. You start um, analyzing everything that you get. You start analyzing. You know, your whole playbook based off of what you have. And like I said, when you don't have the pieces, you go get the pieces. When I felt like he's addressed a lot of pieces that we didn't have, they've already addressed it. Well, what what I would say is when you in a situation, like you said, where you've got minimum pieces on the field, they're consistent. The first thing as a head coach is, like you said, you minimize the playbook, but what you do, you, you utilize the plays to those players' strength and try to put them in the best position to win 
for the situation that you're in. Um, not doing anything too flashy, but trying to be effective yet simplistic because at that point you don't have any extra room to try to be cute. You want to, you know, hey, if I know Cordero Patterson can get us 5, 10, 15 yards, set the plays up where I can, you know, get him down the side, you know, or if he's one way, you know, hey, have him go across the middle. Whatever is necessary to get us yards, to get us those first downs so that we can effectively push the team down into the red zone. You know what I'm saying? Doing stuff that's going to limit interceptions, that's going to limit sacks because, you know, as you saw, we didn't have a very big receiving core. So Arthur Smith had to kind of take their talents and be like, all right, this play is going to be specifically for Cordero. This is going to be specifically for Pitts because I can trust them to get it done. Mm-hmm. Oh, did somebody free? Oh, I say, did somebody free? Oh, basically, hey, you you can only do so much with what you got, man. I think, like I said, I think this year, now all the spirit finna get everything into place. He go, he got the players that he want. He he'll be able to reach in his bag a little bit more and get more done with what he got, man. I think Drake London gonna Drake London gonna I think he gonna be I think he gonna make an immediate impact, man. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I really think he's gonna make an immediate impact. He's gonna be a sleeper. Yeah, that's my you guy. Know, ain't nobody ain't no ain't too many people talking about it. Everybody like, why the hell did the Falcon get wide receiver? He's gonna show you why. He will show you why. Just, just wait on. Oh man, Mike told him. Oh man, Mike and Jude, we told him. They they look, man. Uh, uh, let me place my muscles a little bit. All right. I, I'm about to put my whole Hogan uh 28. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we've been talking about this for so long. How what the Falcons need? I, I we watch so many games and we watch them closely. It's just the reason why I pose that question is because a lot of people are not focusing on the personnel. Mm-hmm. What a defensive coordinator needs, and Dean P said stated earlier this year that he feels one hundred percent. He was about sixty percent of. Uh, as far as his confidence in the roster. Now it's 100%. So now oh, yeah. we have a defensive coordinator and an offensive coordinator that are comfortable. I don't, I'm not sure that Arthur is 100%, but I know Dean Pease is 100% comfortable with the, the necessary pieces that he has on the defense. So when you have a, a confident offensive coordinator slash coach, defensive coordinator, they're comfortable with what they have, now they can put the players in position. They can send them double A, C, B, got blitzes. You can play a little, mm-hmm. bit more, a little bit more, man. You can play zone comfortably and not worry about mm-hmm. if your defensive line is going to get there. These are the things that we talk about. You can put, oh, you, yeah. can, you can call a few plays to make sure, all right, I need these three points. All right, I'm going to be a little bit conservative. I'm going to hand the ball off and, and get the ball into – Mario the hand so he can use his legs. You can put Desmond Ritter in the game so he can use his leg in different types of packages. Like you can use uh, uh, Felipe Franks, who's a tight end. You can turn around oh, and yeah. give him the ball, have him come on the end around. Everybody think he's going to be a runner, but he he. Hey man, it's so I'm many glad things. You mentioned it. 
<laughs> I'm glad you mentioned Felipe Mike Franks. Man, I'm, be, I'm really starting to have a good feeling about him hey, being a tight end. Call me the man scientist for no reason. They don't call me the man scientist. <laughs> I'm always thinking of a lot of shit. Hey, he could be. <laughs> He could be better than Taysom Hill, man. I really have good feelings about that shit, though. But you know what? Mike hit on something, and he, he hit on it without saying it. What mm-hmm. this team is going to be geared towards, and Mike, you said, you said this a lot last year, clock management. Yes. Clock management, because you got to think, when plays break down and your quarterback can run for 10, 11 yards, that's a first down. That's clock mm-hmm. management. That's wearing down the defense. You see what I'm saying? That's putting us in position because if you think about it, if we start off at our, let's just say we start off at our own 30 and we wear them down to like the 15. Now all you got to do is you put your you put your weapons and kill them in the red zone because oh, their yeah. defense is tired by that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And with being unpredictable – that causes the defense to bounce around. They look like marbles because they don't know what you're doing. They're trying to adjust. And that adjustment burns clock. And that's what you want. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to give them, a, at the end of the game, you don't want to give them a, a, a decent amount of time to try to come back. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of things. That's the, that's the times a lot of games we lost because we were up. But we didn't manage the clock well enough to keep Dang the teams low. aware when they got the ball. They had no. They didn't have any time to really make no good plays. A la Dan Quinn. Oh, well, Mike Smith. Yeah. Too. Mike Smith. Mike Smith regime. I don't know if you remember old Silverhead. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 used to. We used to be up, and he'll never run the clock. It's like they plan the, and they're not playing to win. They playing the clock. He'll try to run the clock, but then our defense can hold leads. Then that will end up oh. not giving us enough time to come back to win. Well, see, oh, yeah. when, you, when you go up against teams that are known for having stout defenses, defenses that are difficult to break down, you have to do clock management. You have to run the ball. You got to mm-hmm. wear those defenses out because that determines the fourth quarter. Because if you can get, if you can wear them down and they can't make timely stops, that gives the offense that much more cushion to operate mm-hmm. without having to go into panic mode. Oh, and when yeah. you're in panic mode, that lessens the amount of mistakes. You're not throwing, you're not throwing um, interceptions. You're not getting a quarterback sack because everybody feels like they have a need to where we we got to make this or or, or we're not gonna make it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when you do something like that, if you pay attention to clock management. That's gonna be key for us with these difficult teams. Mm-hmm. All right. What we got next? What we got next? Um, got a Q&A. Anybody got questions? Yeah, anybody, we'll got questions Q&A. anybody got yeah. questions in the chat? We're waiting on the question in the chat. While we're waiting on the question, I got to tell you this funny story about yesterday, right? So um, I don't know if y'all too familiar with Crab Island in Destin, Florida, right? Oh, yeah. So I rented a jet ski yesterday. You know, went to Crab Island, met up with my cousin. They had rented a pontoon boat because my cousin lived down here. He he lives in Destin, Florida. Well, not Destin. He lives in Fort Walton Beach. He uh, stationed at Eglin Air Force Base. So, went to Crab Island, kicked it with them. I go to turn the jet ski in about 15 minutes early. So, tell me why I see a dorsal fin in the water. I'm looking like, oh, hell no. I know this ain't what I think it is. I said, boy, it might be Jaw great nephew. He finna come get, get revenge on somebody. 
But when I seen that door pin come out of the water, boy, I'm gonna make that jet ski stand up, boy. I'm gonna go. Just, just so happened it was just a dolphin, just swimming through. I'm like, damn. Flip it came through and scooped me. Childhood trauma. Jaws got us all like that. Right. I was like, that just flip a flip on my team. He good. But right. but you know what? Let, 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 let's take a look at this comment. You know what? Um, Noah Tendell yeah. said clock management is also having enough plays to pick up four yards each play. So mm-hmm. many situations where time was more important to watch than the amount of yards we pick up. Remember, that ain't game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I mean, Mike has said it many times. He was like, he used to harp on, he was like, the reason why a lot of these games got away from us is because we did not have an effective run game. We mm-hmm. did not control the clock. At we all. did not control time of possession. And a lot At of times, all. time of possession can sometimes dictate whether or not you win a game. Because, like I said, it comes down to a, it comes down to a matter of inches. Let me say. Oh this yeah. Quick. Let me let me say this real quick. Because I, I, if you don't know, I'm a scheme guy. Mm-hmm. One of the things when we talk about when people say clock management, people think automatically it's just a run game. Mm-mm. When you look at when you look at Green Bay, for instance, you look at the San Francisco 49ers, you look at um the Patriots um with uh Tom Brady and Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, the things that they do. Mm-hmm. They don't just control the clock with the running game. They control the clock with the short passing game and continuously getting those five, eight yards, five, eight yards, and keep the clock running. So it's a it's a healthy balance. And when you don't have you you can have a Matt Ryan all day, you can have a Drew Brees all day. But mm-hmm. one of the things that made the Saints such a deadly team for ten years is one thing that people don't really give a lot of credit to Sean Payton. He always on those short yardage situations, always comes up with some kind of trick play. And this is why Taysom Hill became a uh Taysom Hill AK 47 was so dangerous. Reggie Bush early in their career, because he used that short passing game and running game to kind of fix and keep the clock turning. It's like when you got mm-hmm. a quarterback like Drew Brees and you keep the shot running, it's only so much you can do. So yeah, why I bring that up? Because we got to keep an eye on one guy that a lot of people aren't playing, paying attention to with the Atlanta Falcons, and it's gonna yeah. be somebody that nobody really ain't paying. That's okay, Ferguson, the tight end for the Atlanta Falcons, because so everybody's gonna be worried about Drake. Everybody's gonna be worried about Kyle Pitts. Everybody's gonna be worried about Cordero Patterson. Nobody to that six. And that second tight end is going to be crucial to this offense because you're not going to be able to focus just on Kyle Pitts Pitts, as well as Cordero Patterson. And then you don't know what the running backs are going to be able to do. So first saying this offense is going to be extremely key to the balance of this team. Right. You got to go back to even even the Saints when they had, you remember, the big boy from Georgia. I know. I know Georgia fans know who he is. The big tight end, Benjamin Watson. Benjamin Watson. Ooh, yeah. Oh man, yeah. He murdered our asses. He murdered our asses in a lot of games. 
because he just kept the clock turning. That second that time. Man, you just said something then, boy. That, that was a human wrecking ball. ball. <laughs> I remember being watching that Georgia, man. Yeah. And he was hailing in New Orleans also. I hate the fact he was. Yes, sir. Yeah, he, he gave us fits. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, you're you right, Mike. You're right. Absolutely right. Because both – you know, short passing game and, and the running game like that, that wears that wears the defenses out. That wears oh, yeah. that wears some of the best players out. I and you slowly more. and the thing that the thing that's critical is you slowly marching the team down the field. Mm-hmm. It ain't nothing right. explosive. It ain't nothing mm-hmm. out the way. You getting them first downs, which means you extending the play. So you converting on third downs and you and you wearing out the defense because now they're they're is is forcing them to play your game at the same time. What you were saying, Mike, it also brings up the unpredictability of our offense because mm-hmm. now they don't know which way we're going to go. So they can't they can't lock in on one specific player. They got to watch everybody. Yeah, right. In, including the quarterback. I was going to mention that too. Like the like I said, the mismatches. It gets uh, once, and you got to think about the penalties that these mismatches are going to draw because people are going to start getting frustrated because they can't stop you. And then they're going to oh, start yeah. grabbing your jersey and stuff, and they're going to get more calls, which is going to help us move down the field as well. And then we can have those big bodies, you know, big wide receivers, those physical wide receivers. Well, yeah, also. With pissing money. yeah, oh man, ain't going to mm-hmm. be plenty of penalties coming our way. You still got Alden Tate and you got Elbert. So, oh, yeah, oh man. Yeah, come on. Man. Man. We got, Alden Tate, yeah. oh, yeah, man. But what, what that also does. That makes us dangerous in the red zone. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That makes us – because how many times did we march teams down the field, get right at the five-yard line, and, and, could, so. not, and could not get the touchdown? Yeah. Cool kick. Yeah. See, now you just throw it up to them, and they, they just go get it. Right. It could be a whole lot of contested catches, man. Right. And that, no more – Red zone no production is going to pick up this year. Mm-hmm. Triple team in pits. Oh yeah, they knew they knew who he had. Because when Cardell Patterson went down, the only thing we had was Pitts and uh, Ryan. They just triple right. team pits, and we can we can do nothing. Right. Oh yeah, how many of y'all play fantasy football, man? Oh, I, I play. I man, I usually play, man. Um, I yeah. normally do the DraftKings. I started off on FanDuel, but I. I showed a couple of people how to play. They made a little first forty little dollars once I told them the concept yeah. and what you look at. But yeah, um, I do fantasy, man. I ain't really no big time gambler, dude. So I, 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 I mostly just be in the, uh, I be in the little ESPN league with my brother and my cousin, and we'll probably put in like everybody put like everybody just put in maybe about ten dollars in the pot, and whoever win the league, they get the whole pot. Uh, hey, Mike, what I, do you think about this comment right here? What, what do you guys think about this comment right here? Fisker knows the offense coming from Tennessee. I agree. I agree. Like I said, all the players on the team are people that, you know, familiar with Arthur Smith. They're pulling people that, you know, they know their worth and they know their capabilities and their athleticism. And I mm-hmm. think they're really putting people in their scheme that already knows the scheme. They might change a couple of things, but it's pretty much the same scheme. And it seems like he's building, like Arthur Smith was building what he had in Tennessee, but, it, you know, within our franchise, you know, he had a good yeah. running back, Henry. He had, you know, Brown, you know, he had a, yep. he had a decent defense. Um, but he also had those – he had good tight ends. So, at the end of the day, 
like Fiskner, Fiskner, <laughs> Fiskner. But his um, he was good at blocking as well. So at the end of the day, we need that like blocking because that helps with the running. That's another oh, yeah. thing we we didn't have was people that can block like tight ends are willing to block. Those physical receivers need to be ready to block. You know, so that's going to open up the run game too. Or you can do like a you know block and then you fade off into an out route or something that you know. Or you can do it with Felipe. You know, he start off as a blocker, go behind. You know, do a little screen pass to him, and he's throwing a pass to one of our receivers. Who knows? Or taking it himself. You know, there's so many different directions. Like I said, it's giving us the point that we don't we don't have an identity that anyone can identify. You know, and I think that's where we didn't have an identity. It's like everybody knew what we was doing before we do it. Now it's like we got so many weapons and so many options, so many RO options and stuff that everybody's going to be confused about what we do, and I think that's going to help us. Well, for well for years we had a. Throw it at the wall and let's see if it sticks. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because when we had a good defense, we got away from it. You see what I'm saying? When we had the running game, we got away from it. You know, when we had a good offense, you know what I'm saying? We got away from it. Anytime something worked, we got away from it. Got away from and it, I, yeah. And it won. And it won. Yeah. And that became our default. You know, culture, but now we're getting back to what they call a brass tacks football. We're getting back to that, like I said, that punch you in the mouth, smash mouth football. Mm -hmm. And with that, you got to have balance. The teams that nowadays, the teams that's got balance, they're the ones that's going to win games because you got to, you got a lot of teams, like you said, NFL is speeding up. You -hmm. know, they're going for all these fast, smaller receivers that can get open. You know, right. and and yeah. you even like I said, you got linemen that got you know receiver speed now. So now you have to adapt, but you still got to use that same core value, which is like I said, moving the man against his will. Right, mm-hmm. right. All right, guys, this is it for me. I got to head out, but you know, happy Father's Day to the people that's out there. Um, I'm about to head out. Sure. Enjoy my day, man. Like I said, I got my Drake London, my Drake London jersey <laughs> on. You know, what I'm saying for the people who don't know. Yeah, I, I guess I, I represent my boy. Um, but yeah, y'all have a good stream, man. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Appreciate everybody here, man. Let's go ahead and make hey, this man. Appreciate you coming too, bro. Hey, yeah, brother, man. man you know, look before you go, tell everybody how they can reach out to you, man. Oh, you can find me on IG and Twitter at Locked In Sports. That's L O C H N Sports with a Z. And hey, you can just go ahead and subscribe. We got more content coming. I got some special stuff coming. So hey, man, let's all let's all get it. Hey man, say no more. All right, that is. All right, that's man. it. So you make sure y'all like, share, subscribe, support the brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. sir. All right, people. Absolutely. Appreciate you coming on. And like I said, well, this is a short and sweet show. So like, we're just probably just going to hang on tight about another, you know, um, 15 minutes. Let y'all have the rest of y'all Sunday because it's really not a lot of things to talk about. So, yeah, we'll wrap this up. We're 47 minutes in. Appreciate everybody that's liking, subscribing, and sharing. The numbers are definitely moving up. We're definitely trying to hit that 100 mark as soon as possible. So y'all make sure y'all know that we'll have a weekend show um, every week as much as we possibly can. So um, I don't see any questions. I see Noah's trying to, you know, he want to get his fantasy league team together. So y'all pay attention (laughs) to Noah in the Discord. Um, Discord, if you put the Discord link in the chat, um, Noah, get everybody over there so we can kind of get that going. Um, and Jerome, I see you in the house, you know, that's sweets by Deshaun. 
Um, that's the person that you, you know, check out if you want those slap your mama cakes made from scratch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> if you're missing the father's day. Go ahead. What you got? View, oh, you gotta show yeah, the view. Yeah. He out there on vacation for his birthday. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah, live in Fort Walton Beach, Florida, man. Hey, let me tell y'all something. The, the beaches in the Gulf Coast of Florida, those are the best beaches. Letting you know, right? I'm calling it right now. They, those are the best beaches. You got all of you got. Well, Fort Walton Beach is really not. It's not a beach town. They got more harbors, like like you know, like harbors where they got the fishing boats and stuff. Mm -hmm. But when you go to like Destin or Miramar Beach. Oh man, it don't get no better than that. It don't get no better than that. I, I mean, it, it's hotter than it's hotter than five hundred fat girls fighting over bologna sandwich, but it's beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah. still. laughs> and Noah did put the Discord link in the chat, you guys. Like I said, we're gonna probably wrap okay, up cool. pretty soon. Um, but y'all check out that Discord over there and make sure you you know just check in. We kind of post, promote, and everything in there as well. It's just like a little small, little unbiased community where you can just talk about anything and everything is different categories along mm -hmm. with Falcons content. But you know, we got basketball, baseball, you got art. If you want to promote something else, that's the place that you need to be. We can get this fantasy league going um, by the time the season starts, but I don't okay. see any other questions. Did anybody have anything last minute to talk about, or we can go ahead and just wrap this thing on out. Cause I know you about to um, get on back on the road. Well, I ain't leave. I, I gotta. I'm gonna spend about a good two two more hours down here. Gotcha. We checking out at one, so I'm gonna okay. spend a couple hours down. Here. I probably sit on the beach for a minute. I know I gotta buy some souvenirs. Hmm. Shoot, I'm trying to be gone by two p.m. Central Time. Absolutely. There you go. Well, well, three p.m. Central Time because I got to be checking out at one. We got late check out. Okay, and we have a comment by Ghost Peppers. Having a turnstile of an offensive live definitely didn't help uh, matters either. Hopefully, they'll improve this year instead of making excuses, saying everything is all right. The quarterback is mobile now. No, mobile yeah. now. So what yeah, do you think yeah. about Ghost Pepper comment? We'll probably just that, wrap it up after that. that that's true. What, what, we, what, what you want to do now, because you're trying to change the culture and you have mobile quarterbacks, you want mm -hmm. to limit the amount of sacks and hits that he takes. Even though he's going to take hits by being mobile, Yeah. the, pro the, the problem is it gives you flexibility on the offense, especially when, you do, when you're doing the run game or you, even in the passing game. But, yeah, developing the players helps build the cohesiveness in the team and it helps the quarterback, wide receiver, running back relationship. It helps that mature because if you got a turnstile, you got to learn a new player every time you turn around. That right. disrupts the uh, the team's ability to play as a as a unit. Yeah. Speaking of turnstiles, I think that what kind of happened with Matt Ryan because he had a turnstile of offensive coordinators. Mm -hmm. How many offensive yeah. coordinators did he have his whole fourteen years? He'll 15, like what, 15. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with the number 15. 15. 16, yeah, he, yeah. he had a whole bunch of them. That'll hurt a quarterback, too. Shoot. I think Dan Marino was like that. He had a whole bunch of different offensive coordinators. So almost every mm -hmm. two years, he had to learn a whole new system. Yeah. That, that'll hurt a quarterback development a whole lot. People don't realize it. If you, I'll tell you what. You could put any one of the great quarterbacks in that position, and it would have been the same thing. It would have been yeah. the same thing. So look at Brady. Brady will Brady had more consistent a more consistent amount of damn coordinators though. He really only had probably what like three, three, 
And I guarantee and, the majority of the time he had Josh McDaniel. And yeah. and the thing is, the the longer you play with them, they know your tendencies. They mm -hmm. know your personality. They know oh, yeah. what you like. They know what you don't like. They know how you react when, when, when it gets down to crunch time. So they know how to dial up stuff that puts you in a position to win. And that's what we try to we, we try to keep telling people. Matt Ryan wasn't in a stable environment. No, it was not at all. Not so, at all. And for him to flourish in a in an unstable environment speaks to his, you know, ability as a quarterback. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I think if Kyle Shanahan would have stayed a few more years, Matt, he'd have a quarterback. Man, we have, we have a Super Bowl in the night, man. Yeah. He's only there for two comments. We're probably going to get to the last two comments. I see Noah got a question. I see uh, Jerome. After that, we're going to wrap that up. Let's get to what um, Noah is talking about here. Um, game scenario question, third and seven, late in the game. You need a completion. What's the rope and when you're throwing to, or who you're throwing to for that completion, no matter what? Oh, man. Hmm. That's good. Post Drake London. <laughs> You know, I played wide receiver. I played wide receiver, so my my that was one of my favorite routes to run. That post cone. Mm-hmm. So that's where you that's that's where you can get them. Oh, that's where you can get them over the shoulder throws. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tell you where, yeah, that away from the, yeah, defender. That's where your catch radius comes in too. Yeah. You can't go wrong with that post cone. Uh Hmm. If you well, get, if you get, if you, get, like if, you got some, if you a crisp route running wide receiver, that post cone is your best friend. Hmm, that's that's, that's easy when you got a uh, a tall guy that post corner. Like the, yeah, yeah. The best route for me just as a quarterback, I I just them dig routes. Just I like precision, and I like being able to complete passes. <laughs> Uh, over people through it's like how you fit that ball and that, those are the things I like to do so like me I, I like yeah. I like throwing them dig routes because I know <laughs> they're gonna be mad if like uh, you can you consistently make that type of throw so like for me um no matter what um I, I as much as I hate to say this but like I, I I'm giving this to Kyle Pitts man like I'm throwing yeah. that dig Kyle Pitts yeah. Third and seven? Come oh, on, man. You can't stop yeah. that man on third and seven. And no, that's what you want. Good. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're right, Mike. That's what you want because when you're trying to do that, you're trying to keep the the, the drive a lot. You got to have a mismatch that's going to ensure you that that's going to ensure you get that first down and maybe and, and, and a couple more yak yards. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that back shoulder fade, that it's not seeming like <laughs> Yeah. It's not easy to defend. And that's yeah, what that, not, that's what makes it that's what makes it so wonderful in this position. It's hard to defend, but you also got to be able to make that catch. Right, right. You also got to be able to make that catch. I mean, you got a lot of receivers that can't they can't catch a back shoulder throw to say they like. Well, from what that from that video we saw, we already know that Pitts ain't got no problem with that. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Good points. Question: What does Dave going do? The only thing, oh, the only thing I hear is uh, boasting about Arthur Smith's offense. What does Dave going contribute to the offense? That's a good ass question. Hmm. 
Make you think. Who really calling the plays? Well, I would say it. David Rome has relationships with certain players that that know him. So mm -hmm. that's going to be critical too, because it makes it easier for him to whatever players are drawing up. Like you said, this is all about making sure that the Arthur Smith and David Rome put these players in the best position to win. So mm -hmm. with you having a relationship with them, like I said, you know the tendency, you know what they like, you know what they don't like. So you can kind of you feel more comfortable going to the players that you have that you know starting off. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, I I was I was still see. Mm, I would say what what you think, Mike? Who was what? Eight, uh, uh, eighty twenty or seventy thirty with Dave Ragon? Uh, you mean just his uh? Hold on, what does it read? I mean, he he's a guy that puts game plan together. Like, well, you got to understand, like having guys that you can, as an offensive coordinator, as a coach, um, just like leading, you know, group of people. Like, you got to have people that throw in ideas and make sure it's like, look, because he can, he he possibly will see something during the course of a game that Arthur doesn't see. So that mm -hmm. communication um, is what. Uh, it's needed. That's why oftentimes you see a lot of co uh, offensive coordinators like Kyle Shanahan and um, uh, you saw Greg Knapp a lot of times. Greg Knapp followed uh, the Shanahan's and um, yeah, guy. I don't know why I'm blanking out, but the offense, uh, the Houston Texans coach. Um, dang it! Well, who is the Texas coach? <laughs> Um, he's on right on the tip of my tongue. He, he and Andre Johnson. I'm cool. I don't know why I'm blanking. Oh, you talking oh, Bill? Okay, Brown. okay, okay. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the Andre Johnson led Matt Shaw. Why the I can't get his name? What is his no, name? Is it um, uh, is it Gary Kubiak? Gary Kubiak, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. He, he so is that that said, yeah. So he followed Gary Kubiak everywhere he went. So like that communication and eyes, those eyes and communication mm -hmm. for offensive coordinators and play callers are, are paramount um, for those guys because they they trust that they'll see something that 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 somebody might not see because as a head coach, your eyes is on the offensive line, the secondary, the running back, the linebackers, the safety. Your eyes are on everything. So you need those coordinators to be able to see certain things. And that's why you see a lot of defensive coordinators not sitting, they're not on the sideline anymore. They're sitting high so they can watch everything. So mm. those eyes, so that's what Dave were going to. He's an extra set of eyes to be able to see see the things that oh, yeah. Arthur can't see. Oh, yeah, it's, it's just just like Noah said, Ragon is likely sitting with Arthur Smith to develop their game plan for that opponent. And he's taking plays out of the playbook to use. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh yeah, man. Let me go ahead and hop up out of here and get my stuff together. Let's let's wrap it up. Um, hey, um, no, we don't have any questions. So, hey, man, um, this has been a pretty good show for you guys, man. Um, excellent show for you guys. Uh, Noah Tyndale, you guys continue to uh, support him over at the Discord. He run the Discord. Uh, for FM okay. um, so you guys make sure that you join that join his fantasy football league as well as 
follow Marwan, aka Creative Massage. All right, go ahead, throw, go ahead and throw your, uh, your socials out there, man. Let everybody know where you, they can find you. All right, you guys, you can find me at Creative Vibes Massage on IG and on Twitter. Hey, I'm known as the Atlanta Falcons therapist. I'm here in case y'all got to help y'all with y'all Falcons trauma. <laughs> yeah, boy. But uh, we we on the regulators, and you know, hey, everybody, you know, give a shout out to Magnus. You know, wish him Happy Father's Day. Hope he hope him and his daughter are getting better. But um, while you on here, you know, hey, like, share, subscribe, man, to the regulators. Um, man, Night Rider. You know what I'm saying? Man, Mike Sports, Maggie T. You know the whole AFN. Let's get these people to you know to a thousand, man. We we got to do. We got to spread the good good message. That right, that right. Also, man, y'all can follow me on on Twitter and Instagram, y'all at Night Rider two two nine N Y G A T R Y D E R two two nine, man. Facebook Jason Johnson, y'all y'all how what? Snapchat also Night Rider F D U. Spelled the same way. So, hey man, let me go ahead and try to enjoy a little bit of this beach weather before I take it on back to the crib. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got to grab a few souvenirs and shit before I go back home, man. I got three and a half hour drive back, man. <laughs> what you got, yeah, man, Mike? Hey, man, y'all already know what to do. Make sure you head over to Six Man K Style, who's about, I forget the count, um, but we're about 100 or less than 100. I think we're less than 100 away from getting them to 1K. So you make sure, everybody, if you haven't already head over to Six Man K Style, we do a live show on Thursdays. Um, where it's just me and him, and he he might bring back the solo. You so you might not see Man Mike on that. You get the full uh, K style six man K styles experience one on one with six man. All right, so uh, you guys can pay to support us here at Atlanta Falcons Nation, Man Mike Sports, the Unholy Alliance, the Regulators. Hey man, we run deep up in this mug, man. So make sure you guys continue to support. Hit those. Um, questions. We need questions, man. Stop asking. Look, we don't need laughing emojis. We don't need all the extra stuff. Give us some <laughs> questions. We want to answer some damn questions, okay? That's so that's all, that's all I got to say. That. <laughs> so with that being said, man, we appreciate everybody for joining us. Subscribe. 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 Bye. Hell yeah. All right. Yes, sir. Out, later, man. Until then, I'm going to be over here drinking lightly. <laughs> hey, I actually bought a t-shirt yesterday with Abraham Lincoln holding the beer. That shit say drinking like late. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's all like a party right there. Hey, the next show I'm wearing that shirt. I'm making I'm calling it down, wearing that shirt next show. <laughs> drinking like late. You ain't gotta go home, but you gotta get the hell up out of here. Do something. Yeah, yeah, boy. <laughs> we catch y'all on the flip side, man. Peace and enjoy your